Hello everyone and welcome to the Sario Dev Show, Engineering IRL, where I go through ways to improve yourself as a young engineer and also how to apply engineering mindset to real life. Uh, in today's uh, podcast, we'll probably go through uh, a new topic, obviously a new topic, um, and today's topic will be, do I need to know how to program as a non-software engineer? Um, obviously, we're not talking here about requirements. If, 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 if your job has a requirement, it does not have the requirement. Obviously, it's not a requirement to get a job there. But what I'm trying to uh, establish here is thinking about what advantages you would gain from learning how to program. Now, this doesn't mean the ability to like write uh, entire software, like uh, a complete application. Um, these are things like uh, that include scripting and um, learning how to troubleshoot because you can read software. You can read code. So <clears throat> I will focus on like from a generic point of view. Um, but firstly, what I'll open with is you as a young engineer, typically, typically there will be an office component. Um, and even if it's not, this will still probably apply. But there's typically an office component and what that means is even with document you might be doing requirement specifications documentation there's processes because you're as an engineer you work in a business there are processes that exist around your work your workflows now programming from that standpoint could become advantageous because all the repetitive stuff that you don't like to do as an engineer you can uh, you can uh, automate some of those things and uh, more importantly, if there's processes that exist, you can optimize them. Now, why, why should I optimize these processes? That's not my job. Well, it's one of those things about, we, we talk about how you accelerate yourself as an engineer in your career. What happens is because you have this skill set, you've improved a process that everyone depends on and uses, or it might be, even be a non-important process. It could be any old process that you uh, help to improve anytime anyone in the business from low to high to senior that needs to do that process and you have the best way they're going to come to you all of a sudden you can become an expert in a tiny niche a little tiny niche not of much importance but what you're doing is you're building a reputation over time your reputation doesn't come in one day anyone that comes in guns blazing think they already have this number one reputation i'm the smartest Everyone that has been there for a long time can see right through it. The only people you're impressing are people that don't know themselves. And they're not the people you want to impress anyways. So, you build a niche that you're the expert on. You help improve productivity. You learn um, the mindsets from other departments and different types of people that want problems solved in other ways. So you are already got a win. Now, secondly... When I think about this question, uh, what I think about is how, what it enables you to do from a troubleshooting standpoint. So if you listen to a few episodes ago, I taught you the, the 10 steps to problem solving, uh, to troubleshooting problems. Um, quick note, quick interjection. We had a bonus, we had a feedback from one of our uh, engineer colleagues that, that pointed out that another trick to try is recycling solutions recycling solutions so add that to part of your secret steps 
uh, maybe somewhere between step eight and nine. Uh, go back to that podcast if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and you'll see how it makes sense. The, the, the recycling of the solutions is looking at borrowing solutions from unrelated projects or related projects uh, for that matter. <clears throat> or ones you've used in the past and just chucking in there. Anyway, back to uh, what I was saying, which I actually forget right now. <clears throat> but yeah, sorry, it was to do with the troubleshooting. With the troubleshooting, what you gain um, is the ability to sometimes when you have problems, and, and okay, so sometimes the problem may be related to uh, a software or program and there's logs. And the logs uh, give you clues to what the problem may or may not be. And a lot of them come in the format of software code. Usually what you see is a bunch of gibberish, but sometimes you can start to make out some sort of clue. That's level one. You read an error and it says time was slow or whatever it is, time delayed or whatever, rejected because of connection refused. But sometimes when you get more experienced with this, what you start to do is you can kind of imagine the structure of the program and the intention of the programmer behind the function. What were they trying to achieve in the first place? When you look at that, the one thing that the one thing that can sometimes get you with a program is the function says it adds two numbers. So you're trouble trying to troubleshoot why two plus two when I put in this function comes out as five. And you can check all your inputs, you can check the outputs, you can check everything, but there are times when it was just not handled in that situation. The code was wrong. And that can throw you for a long time. And typically you, you raise it and the issue goes up higher and someone else has a look at it, but you can come to some of these conclusions a lot faster. Okay, so that's one, uh, that's the second main thing. Helps you troubleshoot, helps you think. <clears throat> Uh, another thing, this may be the last main one, but what what you can do is the way that programming is designed, it's purely designed around solving a problem in the first place. So what happens is you automatically start thinking more critically. You start thinking ahead of time what are the possible problems and you design it in. So you as an engineer, you're a designer, you can when you think from a programmatic standpoint how the entire system can work you and, and how different pieces fit into the bigger picture it allows you to have better uh, to make better decisions from a design standpoint this is very true this actually is uh, uh, the, the programming is designed to be solving problems why else does the program exist they're solving problems constantly and the uh, high level constructs of it are actually applicable to everyday life and to all sorts of uh, engineering applications. Even the way if you look at a, a way that you might manage a team, okay, or the way you work with people, people working with each other are components of a bigger system trying to achieve a goal to solve a problem. True? Maybe. <laughs> but try. I would I would recommend trying that yourself. Have a look. See if you can apply uh, that kind of thinking to uh, one of the, the, the tasks you're working on right now. Could be a uni project, could be something like that. 
and you're working with a bunch of people and you're trying to figure out how to make it work your project team the, the, the project itself is the system okay think of it that way that's the system the goal is how to get grade X and you break it down backwards from there you reverse engineer it from there and, and, and you do it in system blocks you do little blocks so if part of the grade 50% requires this you break that down to other parts and then you'll see how everything actually relates to each other and you can start to see where from a programmatic standpoint where you actually need to look at first where you need to look second okay it's a bit of a hard concept uh, to grasp uh, but if you have any questions about it let me know we can expand a little bit more on that topic um, but for now there's one last thing that I'll add is and it relates back to the first point you are working in an office aside from the process uh, improvement the other thing is you're probably going to be working with a lot of office applications and as an engineer you'll be working with a lot of data and here's one one really great place where having a uh, programming mindset can really set you apart is being able to get in a bunch of data that even the other engineers have collected or done and be able being able to turn that into meaningful information or putting into such a system that when it's necessary can be recalled easily and the first place I say to go is to look at and this is gonna sound like blasphemy to all the software engineers out there but chill <clears throat> There's a very important part of what I'm saying is to look at learning something like access, MS access for your database. So learn databases, okay, and learn VBA. Oh no, VBA is not a real programming language. Forget all that stuff, okay? <clears throat> What's important to understand is that, v that VBA is programming for an application. The application's already done. Now, from that application, you have problems you're trying to solve. VBA ties that all in together. You're not designing a program from scratch, which I was saying not to do as a non-software engineer. <clears throat> These are very powerful tools to learn. So many times, in so many uh, companies that I've seen, the, the amount of lists and spreadsheets and text pads and notepads used to store data is ridiculous trust me um and and they're storing data and then when it comes to the management of data it becomes a big shit show for lack of a better word <clears throat> because coincidentally what is a database it's a well they call it the, there's an acronym dbms it means data base management system and even forgetting the management system part of the acronym db database it's a base of data Okay, a base of that. It's designed for the job of storing data. And it's designed for the management of the data. So use the right tools. You upgrade things to databases and think that way. It also means that when any other application you work with in the future, oh, we've got this database with blah, 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 <coughs> with whatever data is your company's working with, you can run queries and you can find the answers and extract them exactly as you need. And again, now you've got a niche as an expert to do this common task that every engineer has to face or deal with. But you can leapfrog all the higher engineers because you can add value to them. They need to do the actual task with the information you pull out, but you can go in and collate the data and do enough smart queries to help solve the problem. 
the amount of times that I've just ended up running a bunch of scripts against data to formulate new applications and programs and things like that is ridiculous and the number of times that has resulted in uh, myself getting the nod for a particular job is quite a high percentage i don't even have a number for you i'm not even going to bullshit it <clears throat> but it's a separate skill set that is applicable now pro database databases are, is not necessarily programming but there is a lot of programming mindset with it because once you do the programming you can not only do the database like queries to get information you can then present it you can pull that into another system you can put that somewhere else that's useful for everyone else you can generate reports which doesn't sound super sexy for engineers but it happens and if you make really good looking reports actually it's 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 a it's like a secret joy because you do end up dealing with them and good looking ones versus really bad looking ones makes a big difference <clears throat> I've talked about UI and UX before but I'll expand into that topic later but this feeds directly into that if you start to understand this and decide you know what I'm going to pick up some sort of programming I'm going to try even be a VBA person and do a bit of that figure out how to get some data make certain queries and present it nicely then you're going to when you want to level that up you're going to want to follow, uh, look for my podcast relating to that to UI and UX look for it uh, look out for it in the future that'll be coming an upcoming episode but for now <clears throat> you should start absolutely you should start I'm not going to teach you the exact small details I can if you ask so nicely but um, resources on it are so extensive I would my recommendation is always you do a basic tutorial you think of a real-life problem with a simple data set you know maybe even do it for a personal reason or something that looks like what your work could look for big pieces of data <clears throat> and then learn how to make some basic uh, so make the data then think about the uh, 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 you can run a tutorial that teaches you how to run a query on that data so do it for yourself like you, you can get all the data from your uh, expenses for example put that on the database of expense date time um, and then like you could put in a category a type put that in a big field then find out for yourself is there a correlation between the the date like public holidays and how I spend or uh, even funner like the, the time of day or the day does the day impact how I spend and actually put numbers behind it many engineers over time will make big theories and they it comes a feeling and experience but they will be so appreciative uh, appreciative if you've in the background got some data to back up their exact claim who in the future anytime they want to prove a point they come to you hey is there numbers to to back up what I'm saying you're the quantifier you're the go-to and if you notice the theme of today is giving you multiple ways to be the go-to to be the niche guy that solves certain things that people go to for these problems now later on people you know the negative side people say it's like oh but you know you don't want people coming to you for all sorts rubbish especially early on your job isn't to learn to say no your job is to have the like it's a good problem when you have multiple things to balance and you're the go-to for several people that is a good problem to have busy is better busy is better 
it's better to be needed by your own company and relied upon um, because over time you can get uh, start to become part of bigger decisions opinions that people want and then you have the skills and ability to actually add value to a project and we haven't even talked about the engineering side yet or your specific engineering this is in addition to any engineering if you're going to be a database engineer or something like that then soz that's <laughs> you're already doing this but what you can gain from this is to think you're a software guy or your database guy do both like a database guy needs to think more like a software person add that to your repertoire a software person needs to add databases like but you don't need to become an expert in those fields get a base understanding get some base skills be able to run the query that i just said for example and then be able to do that as a scheduled report weekly for yourself can you achieve that let me know if you do achieve it i think it's a fun little project that you can do and if it's for your own personal money then put some fake numbers or put some some fun fake numbers but <clears throat> or use some real numbers <clears throat> that part's not important but hopefully what you get out like even if you're not even studying engineering i think it's important to learn some of these principles if you're looking to do a professional job even if not the last thing i'll leave you with is <clears throat> you're hearing articles every single day about this about the job market changing daily about digital about ai about all that sort of stuff everything is going digital the way the entire world works is going digital everything will be completely different being able to understand programs and data and things like this will give you uh, an advantage and relevance in the future world I'm, when i say the future world, i'm talking 10 years 15 like five years even it's not that uh, far away and the better you are at, at it, the better in the future you're not left behind. Imagine this, imagine this. You're a, uh, like, your parents now, okay, if they're over 40, 50, 60 plus, probably don't know how to use the internet. Like, like how, for people so smart, can be smart, how quickly they can look so uh, stupid. <laughs> when they can't understand how to download the internets, right? Think about that. Think how that's how ridiculous you're gonna look to the next generation not understanding how digital works, how things work in a digital world, more so for you guys in the technical industry. All right, so I'm gonna leave you, the, you with that. This is serious, this is big. So motivate yourself, learn some basic skills and honestly they barely go away like you keep revisiting it you might not be able to build an app like like when i go back to building apps it takes a long time to get back into that flow where i'm really really efficient but the concepts and the mindset stays forever stays you won't lose it so what i want you to do is go on figure out what you want to learn learn something read something on this topic from programming and a database standpoint okay you can apply it to your own real life or you can solve an imaginary problem and then as this is an ongoing thing, you'll find that you'll never be left behind. All right. So with that being said, hopefully uh, you gain something valuable out of this one. Uh, I'm not sure how this one's going to come out, but either way, I hope it's uh, good enough for everyone here. Uh, I've been enjoying doing these podcasts and I've been loving all the feedback that everyone's been giving me. So thanks a lot for that. Honestly, 
just reach out uh, sorrydev.com you can find me and uh, that's it on to the next one